you know how the story originally broke? The Packers podcaster named Big B. Shout out, Big oh, B. Jamal Williams is inside the 30, out in front, a Green Bay touchdown. Jamal Williams is the GOAT, the GOAT. That's all you need to know. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. Welcome back into the Underage Packers podcast. This is episode 142. This week on hand, the Packers have the New Orleans Saints. Both uh, teams coming to this game, looking to set the precedent for the rest of their season. Packers 1-1, New Orleans 2-0. Joining me to preview this game is my co-host, Big B, who will be at the game this Sunday. Big B, how are we feeling uh, for your first Packers game of the year, first Lambo game of the year? Oh, boy. We are are so freaking excited to finally be back in the bowl of Lambeau Field cheering on my Green Bay Packers and standing up the entire game. Yeah, and people behind me very frustrated that I'm standing the entire game because this is my first game of the year. It's Jordan Love's first Lambeau game and it's ah, let's go baby. Yeah. Now, were you I can't recall were you at that week 18 game against Detroit last year or when was the last time we were at Lambeau? Okay. You were at that game. So hopefully it goes better than last time. But, I mean, the hopefully the only thing similar to that game is the fact that Jamal Williams will be um, on the other team's sideline. Now, Jamal, of course, does have a hamstring injury. Um, so he will be, unfortunately, out for this week. But um, I would assume that he's going to be traveling with the team and we get to say to his – get to say hi to his old Packers teammates at least – the few ones that were around uh, when he was still there. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people on the roster still from his time. But he'll get to say hi to his old buddies and everything. And hopefully uh, he'll see Big B as well. Yes, hopefully. And he won't hurt me again like he did in week 18. <laughs> and I have to cry walking out of the yeah. stadium for a first time. I will say, though, I, I wish, like, I, it just sucks that one of the greatest moments of Jamal's career um, and probably one of the greatest post-game interviews I've ever watched uh, was with Jamal after he beat, beat us um, last week or last year. Um, because, I mean, that that interview is just so amazing. I mean, he has tears in his eyes talking about his family and everything. And then, like, the next thing, you know, he's talking about something with anime. Um <laughs> perfectly uh uh captures how complex jamal williams is yes i yeah i will admit that game that game sucked to be at because you know packer reasons but the jamal fandom inside of me was so happy (laughs) i was there to watch him break barry sanders record that's right watch watch probably jamal's like best game of his career pretty much i mean yeah he's got better stat lines but biggest best game of his career you know, because he broke the record and he beat the Packers and knocked us out of the playoffs. Now I'm going to go cry, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So uh, that's enough Jamal Williams talk. And uh, hopefully we get some good content from him pregame. Yes. He's Uh, the GOAT. The GOAT. Don't let you forget it. Um, Now, uh, this is the second pack. The Packers will be kicking off at 12 o'clock again. Um, so welcome to the non-Aaron Rodgers era. Uh, hopefully this, this noon o'clock kickoffs will be a short-lived thing, though. Uh, Packers coming to this game as two-point favorites. 
Uh, and last week, interestingly enough, you know, they were one point favorites and then end up losing by one point. So Vegas always seems to uh, always seems to know for sure. We're going to start off first by recapping everything going on in the week of the Packers, talking a little bit about their performance against Atlanta. And then we will move on to the New Orleans Saints and the interesting stuff they got going on over there. First with the Packers, though, let's start off with talking about the offensive line because this was an interesting thing to watch. Uh, from 10 o'clock in the morning when we found out that David Bakhtiari would be play, uh, would not be playing all the way into their performance in the game, just an interesting thing to focus on. We found out at yeah. 10.30 when the inactive list came out for Packers versus Falcons that David Bakhtiari would not be playing, and that led to a frenzy on Packers Twitter of like why why is David Bakhtiari not playing and like we knew the context that he um you know has been dealing with this injury but the reason that Big B is trying to hide right now is because he went along with uh the narrative that a lot of people on Packers Twitter wanted to take and run with that David Bakhtiari was protesting playing on turf fields he has been outspoken about his um how much he is not a fan of turf fields, how he thinks it is unsafe, and how he thinks the NFL should invest in getting all natural grass fields for all their stadiums. And I perfectly agree on all of those points. Um, but as it turns out, that idea um, that he was protesting was not the case. He had his knee flare up. And Matt Lafleur was not happy about this narrative that um, people decided to run with after the game. Uh, and neither was David Bakhtiari, obviously, this week. And I'm going to play the clip from David uh, where he kind of calls out people for just assuming this was the case. Uh, if I wasn't going to play on turf, I'd probably make more of a ruckus. Um, my brother loves drama. For those of you unaware, David's brother Eric posted on Twitter after David was announced to be inactive for the game against Atlanta. Uh, Eric posted on Twitter a meme basically stating, the more you mess around, the more you're going to find out. Uh, and most people believe this was a like a reference to the NFL resisting Bakhtiari and a lot of other players' um, urges to switch to alter fields. So, uh, with that being said, let's return to David talking. And he told me he was going to do it. I'm like, all right, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, it's your social media. And uh, no, that was not the reason at all. Uh, I would, if it was going to be, be something we'd definitely be something different but no i mean i clearly have an injury that's been i've been dealing with and i think that like a lot of just journalism i think anyone here that didn't run with the story bob i don't know if you did or didn't well anyone who did should definitely make sure to right wrongs because if you don't then is that really journalism if it's only just a hot topic or the lowest hanging fruit so there's that not happy and you know there was people in the replies to that video that were mad at how David reacted to this. Like, folks, do you understand? Like, I'm not saying you accused him of being a mass murderer, but you did accuse him of quitting on his team <laughs> because he didn't like turf fields. I think he has every right to respond in the way that he did. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And we learned our lesson not to assume things that we don't have enough information about all right all right but to be fair though before the game 
before the game, I was very reasonable with all this. But immediately when the Packers started to suck is when I get in my feelings. Well, and then right yeah. when the Packers lose, I get even more in my feelings and stay stuff. I 100% don't mean. Thank you. <laughs> sure. I, I think there needs to be a um, like a flag that you can put on your tweets. That's like, you know, this is following a Packers loss at a very emotional moment for a lot of people, yes. including Big B. Yes. Um, yeah. I get a very, um, very emotional, you know. Yeah. In my um, my tweets after Packers losses, you know, because you know I'm I'm a, I'm a dedicated fan, you know. Sure. I, I take this stuff here seriously, you know. This is this is pretty much my life, so you yeah. know, you know how things work here. We can move forward though, and hopefully, not assume things about players' injuries. And I'm not uh, talking about specifically you, Big B, even though you were a part of this group. But no. oh, yeah. um, hey, 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 you can call me out. I don't care. I okay, got, okay. hey. I've I've heard I've heard everything under the sun on Twitter, so yeah. I can I can pretty much take any insult okay. that you throw at me. Good to know. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, this is a good learning moment for the Packers fan base. Um, okay, that's Bakhtiari. We are unsure if he's going to be able to play for this weekend against New Orleans. Um, did not practice on Thursday, at least. So, there's that. Yeah. Um, also another injury for the Packers offense line. He had Elton Jenkins going down in that Falcons game, tearing his MCL or at least injuring it. I can't remember exactly what he did to it, uh, but he is going to be out for a few weeks now. I haven't seen any solid estimations on it, but I, from what I've seen, I guess, um, my best guess would be three to six weeks for Elton could play some on IR. Or, you know, they obviously have better information than us on the severity of it. So, just just unfortunate to lose the, your whole left side of the offensive line within yeah. oh, two hours. You know, it's all A.J. Dillon's fault. We know this. Whoa, like, whoa. You know, he just falls. You know, he he's he's like, uh, he just tumbles, you know. He just, like, tumbles. And unfortunately, Elton Jenkins was in the path of Mr. Tumbler. Okay, well, I, I'm glad you brought that up too, because this is another yes. a, another good time to talk about the dangers of groupthink on Twitter. Because while I fully agree that AJ Dillon is d- disappointed in the fact that he is not the bowling ball that he used to be, like uh, watching the film, and uh, pretty much anybody will tell you this that. Is not hiding behind a unanimous account or not an anonymous account. Is that like the Packers' offensive line did not do anything good in the run blocking department on Sunday? Mm-hmm. Like, so let's let's give AJ Dillon some time. I know I was I was grilling him last week too, but let's let's give it some time before we make any sweeping declarations on it. Yeah, and like you know, he he also was a part of my wrath after after the game on Twitter. But you know, it, 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 you get to a point where you get very frustrated that a player is only good for like the last two to three months. Like he's absolutely unusable in the first like two months of the season. But the offensive line was absolutely garbage. But it's still true that he is just not as good in the warmer months. That's uh, that's yeah. Um, I I can live with that take. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um. So back to the offensive line though. Last week, 
Um, the Packers ran out Rashid Walker out left tackle and then Royce Newman out left guard. And uh, speaking, <laughs> why would you who would you rather have? Who would you rather have had the Packers thrown out there at left guard? And your like answer, grandma, you're, crying out loud. I don't care anybody but Royce your Newman. Answer, okay, how my dead dog can be thrown out there, and I would trust her more than Royce Newman. Okay, jeez. But, okay, but like I. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you that Royce Newman is not a great NFL player. Yeah, because he, he isn't. But to a certain extent, like their off their interior of the offensive line depth is Zach Tom, <sighs> who is playing at right tackle. Like I I can't tell you like I I I get being frustrated with Royce Newman, but I do think there he was their best option on Sunday. Um, and he did fine against Atlanta. He did. You did fine, you know. It pains me to say, but you are you are right. You are right. Yeah, uh, and I, I think he did better than Josh Myers, to be honest. Um, yeah. so that's the offensive line, and I'm expecting for that. Unless David is ready to go on Sunday, I'm expecting Rashid and Royce to be started on that left side again, because you know, I, I just like. Left guard was pretty much the worst position to have an injury at for the Packers. That is just like the one position where they do not have a lot of depth. So that that Two, was okay. Point. Here we go. Okay. okay. Let let me let me say something positive about Roy Snuman, um, which is very rare because I absolutely hate that man with every whoa, being in my whoa, body. Hold on, hold on. I want to take I want to take the time out. Like you can, I I hate the way he plays, but you do not know Roy Snuman one bit. I, I bet hey, I bet he is a great guy. Left guard is his best position on the offensive line. It's his best position. Let's just keep mm-hmm. him there. Don't move him anywhere else because that's where things get ugly. Okay. I I am <laughs> loving your uh I don't know if I'm loving, but I, I'm noticing your appreciation for the hyperbole tonight. Um okay. Let's maybe we should move on from the offensive line and talk about <laughs> Another thing horrible about the Packers, uh, the defense, okay? Just just a, a bad performance all across the board for the defense. Joe Barry had some terrible management. Um, but then also, it is on the players a little bit. Um, you know, you had Quay Walker dropping an interception, J.R. Alexander dropping a pick six. If they get either of those the Packers probably yeah. win that game. Um Jair's was a whole house call. Like that yeah. that was a pick six, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And they <sighs> just could not stop Tyler Algier and Dijon Robinson at all. Um Joe Barry today during his press conference said uh something like bottom line is on run defense we gotta be better. Hey Joe I think I have like I don't know a lot, but one suggestion to solve that is maybe don't play Carl Brooks and Kobe Wooden as much as you did. If two great players with pass rushing, but are smaller size for interior defensive linemen who maybe should not be in there when Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier are getting the ball over and over again. Their quarterback is Desmond Ritter. Play call like it is. Like, yeah. You know, like our defense, our defensive line is mainly all pass rushers, which 
is going to be misery this entire year because we bring will bring back Tyler Lancaster. Yes, bring back Tyler Lancaster. But like we're going to be terrible in the running run defense department this entire year based on like everybody in that room being pass rushers and it's I'm going to beat my head against the wall. Whoa, okay. Um, well, okay. I, I'm not going to make that sweeping declaration yet because I, I still think I th- maybe uh, I am like blindly falling for this trap again, but they they could figure out. We're we're two weeks into the season. All right, let's let's oh not God. make this overreact. We know this already. We're not going to figure well, it out. We're going to be disgusting probably until like the last five weeks of the year. We'll figure things out, and it'll be too late for the figure things out. We should have figured these out like years ago. I don't think uh, it's gonna be. I don't think it's going to be figured out, but it's not gonna be I, figured out. You gotta learn these things. Joe Barry has no confidence. I have no confidence, Joe. Apparently, Barry. well, well, Joe Barry apparently doesn't have any confidence in his players, considering the fact yes. that he constantly played light boxes and his cornerbacks off the line, and uh, yeah. And speaking hey, at of least that, that here is manning up on like wide receiver ones, but he still got cooked. Like it, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter anymore. Sure. sure. Okay. <sighs> I want him off my team. I want him off. Oh, okay. <sighs> Not all, Jair, Joe Barry. All, 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 it's it's week two is all I'll say. It's week two, but I don't care. Okay. All right. One last thing about the Packers before we talk about this interesting Saints team is the fact that I I really do think this is going to be a pivotal moment for the team. They're coming into this game, one and one, virtually a clean slate, all right? Um, season can go either way at this point, obviously. And, you know, the, they play Detroit on a short week coming up on Thursday. Very good team. I think the Packers match up well with them, though. But all I'm saying is going into that Detroit game, on a Thursday, going into that game, one and two is a much different outlook than going into that game two and one. All right. This this is a pretty important game for the Packers early on in the season. Really going to, you know, establish how the rest of their season goes, I think. All right. On to the New Orleans Saints, who are looking they're looking 2-0. I was going to say they're looking good at 2-0, but I I don't know if I'd say they're looking good. They are I can confirm though that their record is currently 2-0. Yeah. Um so some things about them. Their quarterback is Derek Carr obviously. They acquired him this offseason. And um if you watched their game this past Monday against Carolina, Derek Carr does not look all that great. Um, 21 for 36 on the year, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a passer rating of 80.2. And just looking at their offense, like, I don't know how they scored 20 points against Carolina last weekend. I don't know how it happened. It is a mystery because their leading rusher is Taysom Hill, Packers legend, of course, but he's still Taysom Hill. Um, So that's that. Jamal Williams is hurt. He was pretty much the running back one. Behind Jamal, they have a fellow by the name Tony Jones Jr., who's in his third year. This man was on the Broncos practice squad last year. 13 carries for 39 yards and two touchdowns on the year. Their receiving court 
it's not all that great. Um, you know, they have Chris Olave, who is very good. And then they have like Michael Thomas, you know, who like I feel like he's played two games in the last five years. So I, I don't know where their offensive scoring is going to come from, to be honest with you. Um, also, their offensive line is yikes. Worse than a Packers line, with, even without David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. They are currently the fir- fifth worst offensive uh, line in the league for pass win rate. Um, so Kenny Clark... Be ready. You ready? Uh, yeah, I I do think he's going to eat as big as motioning right now. Um, on defense though, they are solid. They have quite a few veterans. They have Demario Davis. They have Cameron Jordan still, longtime New Orleans Saints. Um, and then of course they do have Marshawn Lattimore, who if the Packers do not have Christian Watson on Sunday for the third week in a row, it will get interesting. <laughs> on what happens there in the receiving game. Um, they also have Tyron Matthew at safety. And then, look, I mean, if when you think about the Saints defense, who are the, like, if you had to name two of the most challenging players to go up against, who would you say? Um, Like, what do you mean? Who are you most worried about on the Saints defense? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, probably Cam Jordan and uh, Marshawn Lattimore, because why not? Wrong answer. Wrong answer. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah, you kind of got the positions right, at least okay. for Marshawn. Okay, it's it's Isaac Adam and Ty Summers. Oh, of course, I forgot about them. Yeah, I mean, oh. how could you? how could you? Yeah, two of the greatest players to ever suit up in the green and gold. They're looking for revenge on Sunday, so yeah. We'll we'll have to look out for them. Honestly, I think I think we lost solely based on that information. <laughs> like we are already starting like at a fifty-two point deflect in this game. Like it'll mm. be fifty-two to nothing right when it kicks off. Like Just that. For... That's how serious Ty Summers and Isaac Adam are going to take yeah. this game. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> so that's all you need to know about the Saints, really. Offense not great. Jamal Williams hurt. Not a lot of offensive weapons beside Chris Olave. Offensive line really bad. Defense question mark. Veterans good. Okay, <laughs> that's the New Orleans Saints. Let's talk about the keys to the game here. For me, it's just going to be creating any explosiveness on offense. If we don't have Aaron Jones, if we don't have Christian Watson, some other guys are going to have to step up just like they did last week. Jaden Reed had a great game last week. Luke Musgrave had some big moments. So they're just going to have to step it up, going up against a tough secondary this week. So going to be difficult. But uh, that if, if they get that done, I am pretty confident that they can outscore the Saints. Big B, what do you have? All right, this is uh, this is very simple, it's very very simple task in my opinion. But let's be productive on defense. Like, do anything positive on the defensive side of the football, and I think we're golden. You know, like the Saints' offense is so terrible. Like, eat like just do one thing positive, and I'm sure we'll be fine. It's that simple. <laughs> okay. it's, it's that simple. Okay. But it's Joe Barry's defense, so who knows what's gonna happen this game. Okay, that's that's fair. 
Uh, all right, now today on to our biggest question. For me, it is the offensive line. Are they going to look like they did last week against Atlanta, which is solid in the passing game, not great in the run game, or are they going to take a step back? Is the you know the fact that the glue is cracking, is that going to get to them this week? Big B, your concern is pretty much similar to your uh, T here. What do you got? Yeah, my concern is Joe Barry. Like, if 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 Joe Barry, you know, like somehow blows this game once again for the Packers, um, I am going to jump off from the no. second story of Lambeau Field and fall to my death because, hmm. like, that that's my concern because I don't want that to happen. Like, I want to I want to see the rest of Jordan Love's career. But if Joe Barry somehow manages to blow this game for a second week in a row, I will jump. Okay. <laughs> All right. Finally, who is having a big day? For me, I got to say Devontae Wyatt. We talked earlier about Kenny Clark potentially eating. But, I mean, Devontae Wyatt, I I got a good feeling this will be a breakout game for him, even though he had some pretty good games in the first two weeks. I think Devontae Wyatt is going to get the world talking this weekend when he goes for multiple sacks on Derek Carr. He is Devontae is just so fast. I think he is going to track down Derek Carr and make that old man fear for his life. Big B, who do you got having a big game for Green Bay? All right. Well, first I'm gonna call you out here for putting two E's at the end of Devontae's um name. Just just calling you out <laughs> okay. here on that because okay. that's like unacceptable that that sure. is casual level of a mistake that is true so that's just, fair. just calling you out here um anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna go having a big day is romeo dobbs you know he didn't he he didn't have a very like stat wise a very good game um versus the falcons i expect romeo to bounce back if only christian mm. watson is not playing romeo will have a big day probably two tutties again i i will expect two tutties from Romeo Dobbs, if Christian Watson does not play, but you know, hey, Jaden Reed's balling out all of a sudden, yep. so maybe he'll he'll steal some of those away. But I expect at least one touchdown, at least. Sure. Romeo's gonna have a big day I'm booking it now. All right, then that's where we will end this one off. Big B will be in the stands to watch this uh, performance against the Saints. So hopefully they can get you a win on their season. They here. better. They better. They yep. better. Uh, we appreciate you tuning into this episode of the Underage Packers. Maybe early next week we'll have a recap of the Saints game, but it's going to be uh, busy schedules for us this weekend, obviously, but we'll see what happens. No matter what, though, we will be back next week to preview uh, the Detroit Lions. We'll be back probably on Wednesday. We'll have an episode out with potentially a very, very exciting special guest that you will not want to miss. Oh, I'm uh, so excited. If this happens... This will be the best episode in the UPP pot, um, history. I guess it's the best episode if this happens. Like, I am so freaking excited for this. I mean, he's, he's uh, no Rob Demosky or Rudy Ford, but. That is true. That is true. It's, I think there. it's up there, though. It's yeah, up there. It's up he's there. up there for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we will talk to you guys later. We appreciate you tuning in. And as always, go Pack Go.